Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss how PMPA helps our members deal with their current material challenges. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Miles. I'm glad we're talking about this since materials is, and the challenges is on everyone's mind right now. On everyone's mind. In normal times, there are two challenges that our shops face with regard to materials, price and lead time. Right. (laughs) Recently, the price has been extremely painful for steel, stainless steel, and dare I say aluminum, because of the impact of the federal tariffs, which now they're tariff rate quotas. <laughs> oh, yes, in quotes. In quotes, right? Mm-hmm. So these tariff assessments uh, implemented by our own government result in our shops in the U.S. paying an additional 500 bucks a ton more for hot roll steel compared to competitors in China using a similar product. Okay, help me out here. I don't, we were on mastery program. I don't ever remember talking about hot roll steel. We saw them making cold drawn bars. So if I remember my Miles lectures, the hot roll steel, is, is that the base steel commodity? Exactly, that's what is drawn to make the cold finish bars. Oh, okay. <laughs> that our shops need. We. The hot roll steel is, because it's hot, the tolerances are pretty wide open. So by cold finishing, cold drawing especially, we get the tolerances tighter and we boost the mechanical properties. So the hot roll steel number, it's easily available through Steel Benchmarker and it's a good proxy. As it goes up, our products obviously obviously go up. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah, so... Our shops are paying, you know, when when you look at that number, right, our shops are paying 171% of what our Asian competitors are paying for the raw materials to make what it is we both can make. 171% is 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 high but it's not insurmountable well and and then obviously our wage our wages and costs are higher than our asian counterparts too so this is how we spell challenge (laughs) it's definitely how we spell challenge but it's not how we spell impossible because you could always talk with you got to communicate with your customer but you could pass those costs through to the price with the price Right, right. Communication with with the customer, you know, you as the marketing, you know, uh, compass here in, in PMPA office, you're always about clear, open communications. And that's the way, that's the process by which our customer can let us know if, in fact, their need for the part is such that they can uh, pay that higher price. Well, that take. and pricing's not the only challenge, right? I mean, supply of many materials seems to be tight just from what I'm seeing with your communications with our members. 
Well, supply is tight. Our lead times are up. 70% of our shops are scheduling overtime. So uh, it's not about just pricing. It is about can we get it and can we get it when, right? So you can negotiate price. I mean, that's what that communication bit was about. But if you don't have any, any supply, what's to negotiate? Well... That's true, but our shops are busy. They're, they're not stopping. Okay, so let's go back. So why is supply such a problem? Is it the war in Ukraine, or is it still the tariffs, or is it everything? Everything. It's For everything. the score, it's an everything bagel. <laughs> it's got garlic. It's everything got honey. bagels stink. I, do. I know they do, and so does the situation our shops are facing. So let's let's just talk about What's happened since February? When the Russians rolled into the Ukraine, the prices of coal, coal is used to generate electricity, right. not to mention coke for steel and, and everything. The price of coal is up 69% since February. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Natural gas in the U.S. up 55%. Oh. Nickel. Yeah. Nickel, you know, that's 17.4%. Stainless medical grade job, right? Nickel, a lot of nickel. A lot of nickel. Okay. Um, only up 47%. 47% for one of the critical ingredients for many alloy and stainless steel. Oh, my gosh. And they're just, they're coal and natural gas. They're energy sources for our shops. I just, I can't even imagine the impact. Although it is I'm thinking of the PPI report that you sent to me. It came out yesterday saying that 40% of the May increase in prices for final demand goods can be attributed to an 8.4% advance in the index for gasoline. <laughs> so energy is an important input. <laughs> energy is how we do what we do. <laughs> and energy price, like I said, coal up 69%, natural yeah. gas up 55%. 8.4% of the price of final demand goods is gasoline. We haven't even talked about truck drivers, truck driver shortage, freight. I, You know, hello. That's true. Right? And actually... When we get our tech conference recordings out, people are going to be able to hear from Don Akey about the whole truck driving situation, Absolute. the whole transportation thing. Absolutely. I, I drove by. I had to fill my, my wife's gas tank up the other day, and they had a sign on the door at Speedway. It said they were out of plus, and they were out of premium. I said, you guys can't buy premium gas? They said, shortage of truck drivers. We can't get it in. Interesting. And... and when you listen to Don, it's a shortage of trucks. So, hmm, chicken or the egg? Chicken or the egg. Mm -hmm. But but it's we can't just blame this, the Russian invasion. Right. The tariffs, you know, they were implemented for our strategic interests, right? And what do we do after the Russians rolled into the Ukraine? We took the tariffs off of the Ukraine. Right. For our strategic <laughs> interests. I'm having trouble understanding that. Not seeing the strategy. Not seeing the strategy. But because these tariffs exist, because the current tariff rate quotas determine how much material can cross borders, they've distorted the availability in the market. And some domestic mills have said, you know, in this situation, we're going to make the stuff that we want to make. 
It's easier for our system. It less, uses less of the expensive materials. We can make the most money. And rather than deal with the market forces, they're just making what they want, and they're protected by these high tariffs. So aren't overseas products different than the ones we can make here? Well, they, they do produce to different standards, and, and they're close. <laughs> I'm so old that there used to be an, an ad on TV, and it was like, close, but no we owe. A, you know, A&P said, we owe. The prices were so good, right? you, you got to be an oldster to understand Wow, that. I don't even recognize yeah, that one. Yeah, close, but no we owe. So anybody out there that remembers that? <laughs> Call Carly and let her know <laughs> this old guy isn't being a, a dummy on that. No, no, I totally believe you. I heard of close but no cigar. Well, there you go. But, there okay, you go, we but owe. You just added to no, my vocabulary. No, we owe. So, anyway. The, the foreign companies produce to different standards than the U.S. standards. So our members need help to determine whether a material is, I, I use the phrase, nominally equivalent. So... Many times the specifications are in foreign languages. You can go to the, the website, right? There it is on the website. But, you know, as Abraham Lincoln said, don't believe everything you read on the Internet. <laughs> you did not just quote that meme. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, it, it's a podcast. Let's, let's be current. Oh. Okay, so um, the, the steel grade... Nom, uh, the nominal translator that you created that we have on our website, that's how PM, that can help PMPA members, right? They can. So we have, we have that nominal grade translator. Yep. We have the listserv. They can call staff. That's true. So there's, there's a couple ways. So they can call staff, say, hey, hey Miles, what the heck does 1.4305 mean? And we can say, well, it's this, this particular grade in in Germany, and here's what we would use here in, in the States. They can post on our manufacturing and technical listserv and ask anybody, hey, have you seen this? How does it machine? Where do you get it? And guess what? Our members are going to answer. Their competitors are going to answer, Carly. You're right. We see that almost on a daily basis when it comes to the listserv. I, I love watching members help members. And in the past month, there have been a lot of requests. I think there was uh, one for oversized 1215 bars for screw machine use and high precision tellurium copper rounds and 304 stainless bars for swish machining and A2 drill rod and alternatives available for 61, 61 aluminum. There was, there was a ton. I mean, our listserv rocks. It's amazing how easy our members have it when they need help. It's, it's, a real, it's a real benefit. Our members share because they want to see manufacturing remain strong here in North America. If they don't have the job, why not help the shop that does have the job that could make and deliver it and keep the work here in North America, right? That's right. Makes us all stronger. Makes us, makes us a lot stronger. So uh, you just updated the website, and we put the material grade translator on that. Yeah, and that translates foreign grades to U.S. equivalents, but not the other way, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. How come? 
There's yes, there is some uh, some some madness to that. Uh huh. So if in fact we're committed to keeping work here in North America, why would we enable it going overseas by saying what the equivalent of our grade is in their system? Right. Okay. So it's one way. It's like a diode. It's yep. one way. Bring it in. You know, we will translate that foreign material into a U.S. nominal equivalent. Similar properties, similar performance, and we'll try and give you equivalent machinability or whatever other ratings are important, like can you weld it, not weld it, etc. Those are all important. And, man, that tool is super handy. I know we've got another one that we just updated, the Material and Equipment Exchange, where inside members, they can um, post what they need or if they have a surplus. And the last time I looked, over half the entries were for aluminum or stainless steel materials. Well, those were the materials with the highest price increases, too. So, uh, look, we've, we've talked about the listserv. We've talked about the material and equipment exchange. We talked about talking to PMPA staff for assistance. We looked at the nominal grade translator. I mean, how many ways does PMPA provide to help our members deal with just material challenges? Well, you're not, you didn't even mention the lobbying we do to eliminate the tariffs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's my department. <laughs> well, well, there you go. So thank you for teaching me. <laughs> That's a quick and powerful few ways the PMPA is helping our members every day to deal with, meet, and overcome the material challenges they face, whether it's pricing, supply, foreign availability, whatever it is, PMPA is standing by to help our members get the order and say yes. That wraps up today's podcast on material challenges for our PMPA members. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You don't want to miss one. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, where you can take advantage of all those benefits we just talked about. Be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Especially dealing with material challenges. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. <laughs>